Good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for July 28, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, The Wonder Twins, and this is part 68 of the series. And the title of today's message is God Will Honor Your Sacrifice. As a believer, listen, yes, you've been through some stuff. You've been through a lot of stuff. You've been holding on to your change comes. You've been believing God for years. You've been giving God honor and glory and worship, and you go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays or Sundays and Tuesdays, and you give tithes and offerings and you give him praise and, and everybody knows that you're a believer and it's, and you know, all of that stuff. Yes, I got it. You've been walking. Listen, God will honor your sacrifice. This series is about faith and patience. Hold on. I'm telling you greater is coming for you. God will never be in debt to you. God will ensure that your sacrifice, your labor shall not be in vain in the Lord. So let's deal with it. So our foundational scripture is James 1, 2 through 4. The Bible says, when it seems as though, he says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows, it is like growing in your heart, stronger, stronger, stronger. It releases perfection into every area or maturity, into every aspect of your life to the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking and nothing broken. And so that's what we want to get to. And Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says that there's a time, there's a season for everything and everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. And then today we got to Genesis chapter 50. We've been walking through Genesis for a while now. And in Genesis chapter 50, I'm not going to summarize this. I actually am led to read this. I want to read for you verses 1 through 14, and then we'll get into it, all right? So I want you to rid yourself of every distraction. Genesis chapter 50, I'm going to read verses 1 through 14. Listen to this. The Bible says, when Israel, or Jacob, Jacob is known as Israel, when Israel died, Joseph was very sad. He hugged his father, and he cried over him, and he kissed him. Joseph commanded his servants to prepare his father's body. Now these servants were doctors. The doctors prepared the body to be buried and they prepared the body in a special way, the special way of the Egyptians. Now this is special because I know that you've seen movies about mummies and all that kind of stuff. So so they knew what they were doing as it relates to, to remains. And when the Egyptians prepared the body in this special way, they normally waited 40 days before they buried the body. But in this case, the Egyptians had a special time of mourning for Jacob. The whole nation of Egypt mourned Jacob for 70 days. Think about that. 70 days. And after this time of sadness was finished, Joseph spoke to Pharaoh and said, listen, Pharaoh, hey, look, when my father was close to dying, I promised him that I was going to take him back to Canaan, to the land of Canaan, because there's a cave there that he prepared for himself. It's actually a cave that my his grandfather, my great-grandfather Abraham bought, and I want to take him back there. And I want to fulfill my promise. And, and Pharaoh was like, sure, no problem. Take your, your father's remains back to Canaan. And so Joseph went to bury his father. And watch this, 
all of Pharaoh's officials and personal advisors and all the other leaders of Egypt, everybody, they went with Joseph. You're talking about honor? All of these people went with Joseph and all the people in Joseph's family, his brothers, everybody was there. The whole family was there. The nation, all the national officials were there. Only the children and the animals stayed back in Goshen. So there was a large crowd of people there and a, and a group of soldiers were riding in chariots and horses, all honoring Jacob. And so they went from Goran, Adad, uh, east of the Jordan River, and they had a long funeral service. How long? Seven days. So then they had a funeral service for seven days. And when the people who lived in Canaan saw the funeral service, they said, wow, this is a great time of sorrow, not just for us, but also for the Egyptians. Why? Because now the Egyptians are honoring a Jew. Think about that. So Jacob and his sons, they went and they buried him there in Canaan in the cave that was bought by Abraham. So what does this mean to you today? What does this mean to you today? You're like, Rick, that's a good story and everything, but what does this mean to me? Okay, fine. I got you. I have three things to share with you on this morning. I want you to rid your heart of all distractions, focus in three things. Number one, here we go. The kingdom of God functions on a culture of honor. God's whole kingdom functions on a culture of honor. When you honor someone, uh, what does it mean? Like, you know, let me make sure that you understand what, what honor is from God's perspective. When you honor someone, you are choosing to acknowledge the value that God placed inside of them without allowing their mistakes or their faults or their flaws or their failures to keep you from bestowing that honor. See, when you honor someone, you are choosing to see them the way God sees them. My pastor, Tony Brazelton, he says it this way. When you honor God, you honor his people. When you honor his people, this means that you see them the way that God sees them and you relate to them that way without tripping over their humanity. Listen, at the end of the day, people are still human, but you're not tripping over their humanity. You are honoring them. See, you can receive from God directly. Of course you can, because God is God and you have a relationship with God. But when you honor a human, you are honoring the human in the loop. You are honoring the anointing that God placed on someone else. When you receive from the anointing on someone's life, then basically like right now, you're, you're receiving from God through me. But for you to receive from God through me, you have to honor me. You have to honor the human in the loop. If you see me as a mere human, not anointed by God, if you see me as a mere human, then you can only receive from me in my humanity. But when you, when you acknowledge that there's something that's on me, that God is on me and in me and with me and for me, then you can receive from the God in me. And that's why it takes honor to operate in the kingdom. See, when you see someone the way that God sees them, you are, you are in a position now to bestow upon them the honor that they deserve, the honor that God wants to give them. Because God knows that they're flawed. God knows that you're flawed. So let me say it this way. Look at me. God knows that you're not perfect. God knows that you have issues. God knows that, that in your humanity, you have flaws. But when he looks at you, he is not considering those things. He's not allowing your flaws to cloud his judgment. He loves you anyway, and he chooses to see you the way that he created you and not based on your, your performance. And so when God blesses you, he is blessing you by grace, not by your performance. So there will come a day, this, this series is about faith and patience. Listen, I, I'm telling you, God will never be in debt to you. He will not allow 
your, your labor to be in vain. There will come a day where God will honor you. And when he does, he's not going to allow the mistakes of your past to, to get in the way. That's not going to be a moment where he's going to bring up your issues right? God can correct you. And when he corrects you, he corrects you. Fine. But when he's honoring you, he's not there to correct you. He's honoring you and he will, he will bestow honor upon you despite your flaw, your faults and your flaws and your failures. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, when, when we honor someone, especially at death, right? We are operating in the heart of God. So let me say something about that because the timing of this message is critical. God knows that humans are not perfect. But when it comes time to remember them, God chooses to bring out the best and not the worst because God is a God of honor, right? So for example, um, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So not that long ago, a few weeks ago, George Floyd was killed. And George Floyd was not perfect, far from perfect. But during the funeral service, that's not the time to bring up his faults or his flaws or his failures. Right. That's just not it's just not right. It's inappropriate. That's the time for, to honor him. OK, let me use somebody that is actually worthy of honor, John Lewis. So yesterday, our nation, I'm proud of, of our nation yesterday. Our nation honored the life and the legacy of John Lewis. John Lewis was an amazing man. God used John Lewis for decades. God used him to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. A humble man. I met him in the airport at, at Reagan National Airport. I stopped him. I talked to him for a few minutes. I said, sir, can I get a picture? He, he graced me with a picture. He was just so humble. A man that poured his life out and for service for this nation. Now, was John Lewis perfect? Of course not. He's a human. He's not perfect. But when it was time to honor him, nobody. that's not the time to bring up flaws. You know what I'm saying? It was time to honor him and thankfully, our nation honored the life and the legacy of John Lewis. And I applaud the United States for that. In our text, Joseph did the same with his father. Was Jacob perfect? Of course not. Jacob had all kinds of issues. Jacob did all kinds of crazy stuff in life. But when it was time to honor him, nobody brought that up. When it was time to honor him, they prepared his body. The whole nation of Egypt went into mourning for 70 days. Pharaoh authorized Joseph to take national resources to have this elaborate funeral service. All these people left from Egypt. They went all the way back to Canaan and they honored Joseph's father and they did it for seven days. They had a funeral service for seven long days. See, when you read the, the lives of people, especially I like when, when somebody from the Old Testament is documented in the New Testament. You know why? Because when God talks about somebody in the New Testament from the Old Testament, you know what God never does? God never brings up their mistakes. I'll give you a couple of quick examples. Matter of fact, read Hebrews 11. All of these people, God talks about them like they're perfect. They're not perfect, but God will choose to honor you that way. God is not bringing up your mistakes. God is going to honor you and he, he's going to bless you despite of your flaws. I'll give you a couple of examples. In Romans chapter four, the Bible says that Abraham believed God, right? The Paul was talking about Abraham. He said he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He considered not the deadness of his body from his waist down. His stuff wasn't working. Neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. Her stuff had never worked, but he believed He believed that God could give life to the dead, you know? And so he, hey, and he, he gave glory to God. He was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. And so boom, he had this baby after 25 years. But you know what the, the New Testament doesn't say? 
It doesn't say anything about the time where, hey, they didn't believe God. And hey, his wife came to say, hey, sleep with my servant. None of that, right? Okay, New Testament, book of Acts says that David is a man after God's own heart. Well, you know what the New Testament doesn't say? Well, David slept with somebody that wasn't his wife. Then that girl got pregnant. Then uh, he wanted to make sure that the husband didn't find out. Then he had the husband killed. No, none of that. The, the New Testament doesn't document that. Why? Because God will always remember you in your best light. So what I'm saying is that God is God honorable. And so when God remembers you, when, there's a book in heaven. Look at me. There's a book in heaven with your name on it. And when you get to heaven and you read that book, everything, you're going to be placed in the best light. God is not going to focus on your faults and your flaws and your failures because God is a God of honor. So what does this mean? Last point for today. Let me give you a few last points on honor as I release you into this day. You have to get past, watch this, for you to receive from the God on somebody, the God, the anointing on somebody's life, you have to get past their humanity. You have to get past the man or the woman in order to receive from the God in the man or the woman. So don't let their humanity keep you from the divinity that God placed inside of them. You have to be able to honor. This is very important when you're talking about pastors. When you, wherever you go to church, you have to honor your man or woman of God because if you can't honor the God on them, if you just see them as Steve or Susie or Sarah or John, then you're only going to receive from their humanity. And that's limited. You have to see them the way that God sees them and honor them that way. See, honor positions you to receive from the vessels that God has placed in this world. And, and, and our God, of course, let me just talk about honor in three directions as I close. So honor up God. Of course, God is worthy of honor. So you honor God daily when you pour your life out as a sacrifice, when you choose to put his word, his will, his ways above your desires, right? You are honoring God. So you honor God. That's honoring up. Let's talk about honoring out. So you honor others. You honor others when you choose to see them the way that God sees them. But as I close, let me talk about honoring self real quick. So so God, watch this. God is such a God of honor that he wants you to honor yourself. When you look in the mirror, he wants you to believe what he believes about you. When you look in the mirror, he wants you to see yourself the way that he sees you so that you can even honor the anointing that's on your own life. Because if you never get to the point where you honor yourself, I'm talking about faith and patience. I don't want you to just hold on. I don't want you to just have long suffering. I don't want you to just suffer long. No, I want you to hold on till your breakthrough comes, but your breakthrough will be delayed if you can't honor the anointing that's on your life. You have to honor yourself to the point where you're like, you know what? I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will go where God has told me to go. I will accomplish everything that God has said that I will accomplish. It's not me doing it. It's the father living in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work, but I honor myself enough to see myself the way that God sees me. See, there, there are people that, that cannot honor themselves. They, they have a low value or low estimation of themselves. While the Bible doesn't want you to have a high or overestimation of yourself, the God, the, uh, God doesn't want you to have a low estimation, estimation of yourself either. So there will come a day where honor will come due. And, and, and God will ensure that honor is bestowed upon the people that honor is due. So you should, you should see yourself the way that God sees you so that you can be honored. That's why I keep telling you that greater is coming for you. You know why? 
because God is a God of honor and he will honor your sacrifice. You're like, Rick, but you don't know what I've been through. This COVID-19, this has been a hard time, a hard season. 2020 hasn't been easy for me and my family. Stop. Let me tell you something. God will never be in debt to you. God is going to honor your sacrifice and your labor of love. Your labor shall not be in vain in the Lord. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Let me just slide this in for free real quick. Let me just say this. When it comes time to honor you, God is a God of extravagance. God is a God of overflow. I I hate it when people come and say, well, you know what? You know, we shouldn't be doing this. You could have taken that money and feed the poor. Jesus said, the poor you're going to have with you always. Listen, I'm I'm a missions person. I love that. But don't, don't bring up stuff when it comes time to honor. God, look at, read the Old Testament. Look at what happened here. Look at the honor. The nation honored him for 70 days. They had a funeral that was seven days long. When you look at stuff, listen, God is a God of extravagance. When it comes time to honor you, he is going to go over. You will think it's like overboard. You would think it's too much, but you know what it is? It's the heart of God. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father... Your kingdom functions on a culture of honor. Therefore, I declare that I am a man of honor. I honor you, Father, with my life and living. I honor the men and women that you have placed in my life. And I choose to honor myself. I honor what you've called me to be and do. I receive the anointing that you placed on my life, and I see myself the way you see me. I believe what you believe about me, which is why I continue to say, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and Prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, this is why I said that in the beginning of this message, this is a message you might need to watch again. This is a message you need to share. This is a message you got to get down in your heart. God is a God of honor and God is going to honor you. Greater is coming. There's going to come a day where honor is bestowed upon you. You know why? Because God wants to bless you. God wants to honor you and your labor of love, your sacrifice will not be in vain. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.